Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. James, when will you give us that champagne in your fridge? That, uh, that was a gift for Mel and I for getting married. <laughs> Why won't you give it to us ever? I don't We're demand it now, but I, man- I demand it eventually. I helped. The announcement cuts off. Uh, hold on one moment. Uh, n- never mind. Uh, uh, for the summer court, uh, representing the Black Dahlias, your three-time champion, Hildred Gaston! And if you thought the cheers were loud before, the stadium from all over, like you can hear, you can feel your ears buckle as Mm. the sound hits you. You see yellow and black petals being thrown up into the air, not only in the summer section, but all over the stadium. You can see uh, projected onto the large screen (laughs) a picture of Hildred Gestar as people are gasping. Most did not expect Hildred to appear. In fact, the newspapers, gazettes, and criers this morning were all announcing that Hildred would be out of this year's competition indefinitely after the accident suffered in the race. Yet here she is, standing in what appears to be excellent health. You can see over, because I'm sure at least one of you was interested enough to look at Tiberius Youngblood using a spyglass, which of course the broker has provided. It is easy to see his face darken, seeing Hildred standing up, waving to the audience. Wow, you did that with one haircut? Yeah. Did they forget to announce you no, we. I was first. I was first. We we went first. No, I think the bad man was first. No, there were two other people. The, before. There were two other people before that. Hmm. <laughs> Travis, you are very are you, aloof are you today. Okay? <laughs> hmm? Uh before I go, quick question: Which part do you want? What? Which part do you want? What do you of Tiberius? Oh, uh. 
right you, hand. Right hand? Right hand. Yeah. Oh, or well. whatever his dominant hand <clears throat> is. Mm-hmm. I mean, a heart would be kind of cool and poetic because of, of the Ooh. other one in my pocket. All right. We'll see what we can do. Gable? Mm-hmm. I know you don't need it. Get his ass. <laughs> uh, Gable just winks and sits back down. <laughs> well, I hope nobody is going to be getting that ass. That, from what I understand of slang, that is not what we're looking for. It's a different one. Mr. Broker, I think that of all the people here, you're least qualified to speak of asses. Not that we know. Do you get it in? Excuse me? Do you get it in? Well, I just mean because he has no ass. Oh, yeah. ooh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, apologies. I'm sorry, is that a euphemism? Do you no. lay pipe? Uh, Pull tail? I'm, I'm not a plumber. Dick down? I, and I do not... Uh, well, how do you do it? Face down? Ass up? <laughs> What's the way you like to... Oh, whoa, whoa, this is sexual. Shh, this competition's starting. <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere across the city, <laughs> Spit goes... <laughs> <laughs> so the, I feel like someone just walked over my grave. <laughs> the competition is getting ready to start, but I do think some people would really like to know about your whole sex deal. Your whole your whole thing, <laughs> top to bottom. Oh, I, I what's, don't. What's your fuck style? None. Less than. Oh, okay. are you? Imagine the least amount possible, and then just back it off a little bit more. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. Well, I bet. I bet there's some. I have not been hard on myself, and no one has ever been hard on me. <laughs> oh, okay. I can assure you. <laughs> but it's valid. You are valid yeah. in any sort of sexual mm-hmm. orientation and proclivities that you may desire, or not. I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure you could find a nice skeleton to bus. <sighs> Interesting, you know, because you're so spooky. Oh, we just gave him his thing. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of being bust by a zombie or skeleton sounds so appealing. Now I'm, okay. I, you know, it's very fun that you bring. <laughs> okay, this up. the competition is starting <laughs> because we've Absolutely. been. This has been an ongoing thing for a while, and I think <laughs> I think we don't need to talk. We can start this competition. I'm 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 afraid I I actually don't have time. Uh, I I need to, if at all possible. I know we'd all love to sit here and, and cheer on our friends, uh, but I no, need, we don't like the bad man. Mm. I'm your. We're not. Never mind. We're I need to to borrow you two, and 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 perhaps if if you could uh, uh, introduce me to your your captain. What? Um, uh, or not? Well, not introduce. I mean, we we've worked together. He, I don't believe he said a word to me. Is that unusual? No, no, that's kind of that's his just, deal. That's what oh, he does. Okay. Very strong okay. and silent. But but hey, wait. But we want to we want to watch Gable win. Y- yes, yes, we. All would love to watch Gable win, and Gable, uh, I, I have uh, the utmost confidence in your abilities, uh, but I am afraid that uh, uh, if we don't act, the city will be destroyed. Um? What? <laughs> excuse? Uh, uh, so your your friend, a uh, traveler, Quan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who uh, we did some digging, some investigating, hunted some men, um, and it turns out that uh, Mister Tiberius Youngblood uh, has been acting on behalf of the Red Feather Syndicate to uh, fully incorporate uh, the city of Bujaneth into Red Feather territory. They're taking over the city. Yes, the, the, ideally they would like to, uh, and finally close the doors of this port this to corsairs. Bitch, uh, that I am 
Gable, get his ass. Again, from what I know of slang, that is not what we would like to say. I'm saying get his ass, not get dead ass. <laughs> oh, that's the difference? Maybe. I don't know. I, th- I think so. I think so. <laughs> Wait, so what does that mean? Well, uh, I assume that would mean rather than relying on the liquid swords for protection for the city, uh, there would be a permanent red feather guard that warded off uh, the mariner's forces. That sounds insane. It is insane. Uh, uh, the Red Feather Syndicate does offer its protection to cities, but no coastal cities as large as Bujanith. Uh, I have no idea if they would have the capability of fighting that sustained battle. I imagine that we're too appetizing a target for uh, the Mariner and and the Mariner's forces. Uh, They just keep coming. uh, Well, send your men, send your, your internal army. What what are you talking? Yes, go send them. Yes. Yes, uh, th- th- this is all part of it. Uh, Tiberius has been spearheading this operation and clearly has the support of the Red Feather Syndicate. Um, we're going to be sending a message uh, today with what we're going to do to Tiberius, but enough forces have gathered in the city that something needs to be done. And as you are a Corsair crew, fully outfitted and in possession of the heart of the bandit queen, I believe you to be the most capable forces that could help us repel a forcible red feather takeover. And Traveler Quan explained to me that you, and he points to Jonnet, would be able to help them perform the ceremony instead of the other members of the liquid sword what she explained to me that uh you have a good depth of arcane knowledge and uh would be able to stand in, in the stead of of one of the monks whoa, 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 whoa. i i just met traveler kwan all right she, yeah we we talked a little she spit in my face that's it okay i i don't know how to i don't know how to no perf- she spoke very highly of your capabilities I've she nev- says that uh, 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 you already see the path. Jonnet takes a second. Uh, I'm. What do we have to do? Great. Uh, uh, we need to position you on on the walls of the city. You're going to be performing this ceremony. Do you have any like? Is there any like literature about the ceremony? I do you just get out there and just will. Oh goodness, the- no! It's a, it's 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 a trade secret of the, the liquid swords. I am not a liquid sword. Uh, we'll figure it out. Look, you, this is rattling my confidence somewhat too, because if if you don't perform this. I believe the Mariner's forces could show up as soon as tonight. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll do it. Okay, uh, why does Travis need to go? He's useless. Well, he's the nasty boy. Thank you. We are in need of a negotiator. Uh, uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) A matter of... you, you, You weren't there. Uh... You, you know Argus Westfield? He, he's the yes. head of the Reclamations Department for the Red Feather Syndicate. Yeah. He's the other ranking member of, of the Syndicate fleet here. He's um, an yes. admiral. Uh, so 
what is going to happen is I think we are going to reduce the number of Red Feather soldiers in the city by 30% by the end of the day. Uh, and Argus Westfield will be the person ultimately making the call as to whether or not the Red Feathers will summon reinforcements. Now, I don't know how many large-scale battles you've been in, but this is something of a negotiation point uh, uh, between generals, if it were. Uh, and you, being uh, a part of a Corsair crew, have a vested interest in this port remaining open to Corsairs. I believe having someone from the Uhuru especially would strengthen our position in that negotiation considerably. <clears throat> You're planning to move on the Red Feathers and threaten them with further destruction and think that that's going to motivate them to pull out of Virginith? Absolutely. You see, the Red Feather Syndicate needs to believe that it will be more costly for them to invest in taking over our city. Uh, someone like Tiberius, who is full of themselves and, and ignores uh, the decades-long established customs of this city, somebody who could be made an example of. And meaner minds within the syndicate can decide to support or disavow a loose cannon like that, and we merely need to convince them that disavow is the proper action. It's funny. I thought Tiberius was smarter than that. When you step on an anthill... You get, answered, covered in ants. you get covered in ants. I mean, he doesn't have any real eyes right now. That's, He's that's yeah. Yeah. I, I I would rather not be alone, but I guess I we don't have a choice. Gable, if anybody can take him down, it's you. And I, and if anybody can negotiate, it's Travis. I don't know the rules. I don't know them. Well, it's, that's funny you should mention that because you did actually read the rules yes, a little did. bit last no, night. No, I didn't. I fell asleep. I mean that as a Johnny read the view. rules. Yeah. So uh, I would like to offer you the <clears throat> opportunity right now to make a roll for what rules you've learned. Oh, I've got them all right here. Why would I roll for them? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I need to make sure that I didn't give you the actual the rules. actual rules? D'Amato just uh, pulled uh, a printout that he had given to Liz. It's like, and then he just took it away. Like, hey! <laughs> no, the rules are not in this oh, one. Okay, oh, okay. dang it. Um, so, look at all these dice. First roll. What do I have to roll? Okay, uh, so you are going to be rolling knowledges, folks. God, I'm so... Okay. Oh, all of us? Yeah, uh, so, and, and like, pick one that you think might be applicable. Mine are all the same. Mine are all the same. <laughs> Got icing on What's the, the difficulty? Uh, the difficulty on this, it depends on how much information you want to uncover. Uh, I'm going to say if you go after something hard, I will give you two rules and every advantage that you get in that will give you uh, some of the nuance of those rules. Um, for 
uh, a daunting roll that's three rules. And, uh, you know, you can decide, oh, I'm just going to go for the surface and make an average roll to learn what. I will go for an average roll. Okay. I'm going to do a hard roll. All right. Uh, give me an average roll. All righty. Average is just two, right? And I'm rolling for knowledge adventuring. Is this is that one? That's a failure. That's a threat. Oh, nice! Two successes and one threat. Excellent. I got three successes and two threats. All right. I got two threats. Okay. Yeah. So we are getting overall going to get four rules, which is great. It sounds like you're not going to learn any nuance to those rules. Great. Great. And in fact, uh, you might learn bad nuance. Uh, So (laughs) that's not a thing. mm, Yeah, you might misinterpret. Oh, uh, the incorrect assumption. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so Liz, yeah. I guess the question that I have for you is what sort of thing do you want to know about? Do you want to know about weapons? Do you want to know about how uh, things are scored? What could possibly disqualify you? That sort of thing. Uh, I don't – I think my first priority is not getting disqualified so I can stay in as long as possible. So the disqualification – Okay, Uh, then the first rule that I'll give you is any weapon a rider can use with one arm can be used as a lance. Okay. The next is overkill is considered dishonorable, but is not strictly against the rules. Okay. The use of magic is not permitted in the joust. Okay. Um, But, Jonnet, you got three successes, right? Yep. All right, I will give you uh, one bit of real nuance to this. Okay. Uh, dueling magic is permitted during the joust. Hmm. So I know that, or Jonathan knows that. You collectively oh. know okay, that, okay. and you like sort of exchanged that dueling information. Magic. Okay. Uh, and. Let's see. Finally, uh, three kills will automatically remove a competitor. Kills? Kills? Yeah. Yup. <laughs> three kills? If you uh, Kills has got to mean, like, points. And so, and to figure out what kills means, that's nuance, right? That's nuance, <laughs> oh, baby. God. Three kills. Um, Can we get that on a t-shirt? That's, That's nuance, nuance, baby. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I think I think I know. I think I got it. I think I got the right nuance. <laughs> so those are those are the general rules that you have. Uh, Which means you, like I'm the that's all I I'm already outfitted then. I mean, in this uh well, no, no, no. Let's do it. No. <laughs> so, so, th- but uh, you do have a general idea of how this competition is going to work. And that is after the free for all, the brackets will be created. Uh, you are at the very top of the bracket for your season. You do have to face an opponent before you're allowed to move on to the champions round. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, if you're able to defeat the single opponent who's going to come after you at the end of this bracketed competition, you will will be a champion and in fact you will win uh some prize money which would be pretty neat um the competition ends with the champions round where a champion from each court fights in a four person free for all battle okay that will be the big thing where you face off with tiberius and Mm -hmm. hildred and the other person other (laughs) 
the person who was not established in this story up to this point. And it would be very funny if they somehow won. Uh, I would laugh very much. uh, So like you, you do know that you're going to have a dueling round. You are, you you know, generally uh, jousting is scored based on the amount of damage done to your opponents when you hit them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like basic stuff that pretty much everybody gets. And like, Mm -hmm. if you were to read a a brochure, uh, the rules that you know are more specific rules that people who are part of the competition need to have some understanding of so they don't accidentally disqualify themselves in some way. Yeah. Uh, And also gives you an idea of... I bet it's like, I bet you can't hurt the birds or the birds can only hurt each other. Uh, Okay. All right, so uh, with that, the free-for-all starts up. The birds fly into the sky. I, I, I do so hope to, to, to pull or hate to pull you away from, from the excitement here. Let's go. But time is of the essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Travis, uh, take my sword. Um, I would give it to Jonnet, but Jonnet can kill people with his mind, so he doesn't need it anymore. Okay, Only well, by accident, some, as, right now, well, as of right now. More than once. <laughs> okay, but it's so big and... No, I swear you to need God, the sword. take it. I have one. Okay, but, well, and and uh, the, the, you don't mean the great sword. Oh yes, you're what? giving away the great. Oh no, sword? no, no. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, I'm I'm giving the small one. I have two swords. Oh, oh. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Does Gable have anything that they sort of either like jewelry or like a trinket that they carry often? Um, she has one earring that she keeps in her room. Yeah, that he would destroy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, a um, an anklet. Okay, like a little string anklet. Well, if you're going to give me your sword, I want you to have this. <laughs> <laughs> he passes you your anklet. Hey, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Get <laughs> sound. Wait, there's a ten. What? How did? Just no. We'll always be with you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gable? Yes. Uh, you got this. I believe in you. Okay. And uh, if we all do our jobs, uh, let's get back in the sky together. Um, I, After this is done, I think we'll need to make a hasty exit. I would say run to the ship and prepare a spit for an immediate uh, immediate launch. All right? Awesome. Okay, let's yes, go. We're going to launch spit right into the air. Absolutely. We'll never have to see him That's again. my favorite thing in the world you've ever said. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. I, I believe if fleeing the city is as quickly as possible, what would behoove you? I am almost certain that uh, because the Red Feather Syndicate won't be sending in reinforcements immediately, they will be trying to scoop up any Corsair ships that are heading out of here. Can you put a detail? Uh, can you put I don't know a, a detail of spooky butlers around our ship to maybe. Ward them off? Give us some more time? Oh, don't worry. Your ship will be able to launch. Uh, I will assure you of that. Uh, I think just because it's easy, we're probably going to start our reduction of Red Feather soldiers by simply throwing them off the wall. Woof. Okay, woof. All right, we need to move. Jonnet, please do not die. Please. Same same to you. No, but you're small and people like you more. What? what? Please no. don't die. Everyone likes you, Gable. Okay. <laughs> I think we can all agree that people tend to like me the most. Yes, yes this I is true. And yes, I will survive. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right, go, 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 go. Gable, wait. What? I want you to have this. It's not my other egglet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> God damn it. All right, hands in the middle. Uh, uh, Brokers Wild on three. Brokers Wild. Bro- bro- oh, 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 fun. <laughs> <laughs> One, One, two, two three, three, four. Brokers Wild. Wild. Okay, no, all right, goodbye. <laughs> How exhilarating. <laughs> Uh, I still imagine he's like in a big ass bird costume. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, so I want to see you guys in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with Jonnet. You are taken across the city to the amusement park set up on the old dock space. Oh yeah, yeah. We established there's yes. a navy pier. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and I really like the idea of there being a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Uh, there's a big Ferris wheel. It is like one of the only devices of its kind in the world. Rickety and wood. Yeah. It, it's, you know, made of wood and like there's a complicated feather weave engine for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a lot of other neat, weird stuff. Uh, who uh, has an idea for like carnival rides that like, could be made in this time period. Well, I feel like maybe just like uh, the mechanics of the Ferris wheel itself. It's like there's feather weave on top of each car. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there's like the heating station mm-hmm. at the base. So as the cars come down, they get heated oh, up. So they clever. go up and then they, they cool down, come down and then get heated up and go back up again. Oh, that's very, very cool. I think they're bumper carts, but they're just pushed by people's feet. <laughs> Flintstone style. Yeah, Flintstone yeah. style. <laughs> and they're just like people breaking cars, basically, over <laughs> derby style. Uh, I think there's like a um, midway games where you shoot, you shoot at stuff, but it they raise and lower on feather mm-hmm. weave, like the targets. Wow, yeah. so fun, man! What an unbelievable display of wealth. I, and then also probably on that fe- feather weave tip. Uh, uh, there's like a there's like a, a game where you can like pay money to like jump on a giant trampoline and then like you get a like a parachute made out of feather weaves so you can like coast back down. Oh, <laughs> oh that that's rules. very fun. That rules. There's a tunnel of love that you just walk through and it's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, no and wants, it's gross in there. Yeah, no one wants to touch Ugh. water. It's like, ugh, ugh. Tyler, you are escorted by a bunch of spooky butlers mm-hmm. to the Ferris wheel. One of them leans down and like hands you some like they, like li- I guess they're like liquid swords implements. Um, what are they? Like, what's uh, a cool thing that well, you would be given for this? Yeah, I feel like um, there's probably like a small um, oh god, what is it? An, a small hourglass. And it's one of those hourglasses that is all liquid, but the uh, the stuff that drips down is oh, like oil. water and oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, when the oil is on the top part, it's like, uh, oh, what are Traveler Quan's? What is the liquid swords colors again? Uh, blue. Blue. Okay. Yeah. So when the wa- the oil is up top. It's like a sky blue, but when it drops down to the bottom through magic, it's like a very deep navy blue. Um, Can I hit you back with something else? Please. Uh, It's sky blue up top, and Mm -hmm. the bottom, it's like inky black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it doesn't go down. It flows. Shut up. No. That's awesome. No, 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 no. Yes, there's that. 
Um, I think there are a bunch of candles. Like, I think this is material for you to do a ritual, which is something that that is like part of the magic system is one of the ways you can enhance your spells, sort of like the sacrifices, the blood sacrifices you make. You can also uh, turn a spell into a ritual, uh, which makes it take a lot more time, uh, but produces a more powerful effect. Okay. Um, And then I think that there's probably a very pristine cloth that is being that it, all of the 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 uh, instruments are laid on top of, um, and it's very it's very soft, it's very padded, um, and it has like a very intricate design on it. And for me, that's uh, just like it feels like something that you would like lay everything out on, um, like outline with the candles, and then like take time and begin the ritual on. Yeah. So you're you're handed this kit. Um, that like is covered in liquid swords imagery and is wrapped in blue silk and then escorted over to the Ferris wheel. One of the spooky butlers sort of bends down. Uh, this is the position that, uh, they insisted upon to perform their ceremonies. Uh, we assume your expertise, uh, should you require anything, uh, you merely need to holler down and we will provide you with whatever you could need. Oh, I am I going up the Ferris wheel? Am, do they go? The the butlers look a little bit nervous as they exchange glances. Do you not know? Of course I know. <laughs> they look relieved. Yeah. So, like, it's just, here's the thing. I, I... I, I have my way of doing things, but I like to be respectful of the liquid swords members that have come before me. And so I like to know what they have done in the past to then make better in the present to then protect you in the future. Oh, upholding a tradition. Yes. Is All what of I the said. spooky butlers look way more reassured. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so they, they would uh, be at one end of the city uh, and, 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 Traveler Quan is, is at the other end of the city. Traveler Quan is at the other end of the city? Yes. She performing do, her part of the ceremony. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll just... Janet is, is very much like trying to keep a straight face, but uh, he is... His left foot is is bouncing up and down very, very, very nervously. Can you give us a charm roll to like see? <laughs> and this is going to be average. I think these people want to be reassured. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> what is charm off of? Oh, charm. there it is. Yeah. Charm is charm. <laughs> average? Yep. Cool. Uh, that's cocked. Okay. That is two successes and two threats. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, they appear to be extremely relieved and, and bought into what you're doing. In fact, they go, honestly, we don't want to g- give the impression that, that we have been watching or observing the ceremony as the, the broker is commanded. It is a strictly not observed thing. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. clear out the of park course. to do this every uh-huh. time, but mm-hmm. trust that the traveler Quan is, is performing yeah. her, her ceremony across the city. Quan be Quan. And, 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 and you'll be doing yours here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Well then, um, I, you guys go ahead and, uh, take some time. Go, uh, go, uh, check out that bumper cart. Have a good one. And just know that the city will be purified 
post haste? Uh, they are extremely happy to, you know, let, let you get onto the Ferris wheel and it slowly, you can, uh, hear, uh, the mechanisms moving as you begin to drift up to the top, the highest position where you have not only a beautiful view of Bujanith to your back, but a view of the ocean in front of you. Um, I feel like that view to Jonnet of the ocean itself is a, a little unsettling. I think it's interesting. Normally, I think if you were to just be looking out over the ocean, you would be unsettled yeah. or, or maybe filled with fear. And I think there's some unease that yeah. sets in, like a natural kind of unease. But looking out over it, it's not as bad as you thought it would be. Yeah. You're, you're looking at it and, and you can see there is a wealth of swirling inky blackness at the bottom of this hourglass. But there is this like kind of shining blue layer at the top. Can I can I put a layer on this hourglass thing? Yeah. Would if the, it's not it's not it's an hourglass, but it doesn't measure an hour. It measures like from the start time of the ritual to when it ends and could Quan have another hourglass and so like when she starts it'll start coming up yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah, yeah. the first thing uh that i want so Jonnet is expected to participate in this ritual he doesn't know what this ritual is he does know that traveler Quan believes mm -hmm. that he is capable of doing what he needs to do presented with this problem how would Jonnet go about figuring out what he's supposed to do? I think Jonnet would, he would take the cloth, put the cloth down on the ground. I don't, I, I assume it's a, like a Ferris wheel cart, so it's not super big, but um, he takes it, he lays it out as nice as he can. He takes the candles, he shrugs, he puts the candles like clumped up together on the cart to the side because he doesn't know what to do with those. And he just kind of sits down, crosses his legs, looks, stares at this hourglass. Nothing is happening yet. And so he's going to just find that piece that he found that Travel Kwan sort of like forced on him that opened him up to the divine light. So he's going to just try and find that piece and just sort of center himself and hope that that light will guide him to the next step. I really love this. Uh, please make a hard arcane check for okay. me. I think this is like truly Jonnet's first attempt at like intentional meditation. Mm. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we've got three threats, <laughs> one success, and one triumph. Wow. That rules uh so you are up it, like in this uh i think gently swinging ferris wheel cart you're sitting down and trying to center yourself and you're trying to center yourself you know putting yourself back in that state that you were after traveler kwan used that spell on you mm -hmm. but it's difficult. Your, your mind is swimming and there's a lot of anxiety in you. Yeah, he's, uh, thinking about, he's thinking about everything that is happening behind him in the city. He's thinking about Gable. He's thinking about Tiberius. He's thinking about Travis. He's trying to 
get out of that loop and just find a center. And I think your first attempt at meditation isn't successful. Yeah. And some time passes. And I think actually there is a point where you're, you're trying to settle yourself. You've got this hourglass in front of you and the inky blackness starts flowing up into the, uh, like bright sky blue above. And like, yeah, it's got you super in your head and you're trying to figure out like, like you, you rearrange your candles a little bit, like resettle and then try to center yourself again. And this time, like you start to flow along the path of meditation, but like, I think the ambient sounds and your breathing is how you're trying to like begin the rhythm of meditation. But near you is the sea and the crashing rhythm of the waves against the walls of Bujanith. And with that rhythm, anxiety builds in small pangs, slowly elevating itself, bringing itself up and up. And your thoughts of Gable and what you need to do and what is at stake in the city start to overwhelm you. Uh, and I think uh, slowly leaking into your visions of Gable facing off against Tiberius uh, on Griffin back in the jousting competition gets interspersed with uh, images of pale figures crawling out of the sea and sweeping over Bujanith. That like sort of psychs you out and takes you out of it again. And suddenly you can't really hear the city itself, but the sound of waves is very heavy in your head. Mm. What's your thing for getting out of this? Um, so I think Jonnet is, is surrounded by sound. That is not, it's just a wall of sound all around him. And so I think he's going to try and find his center by creating his own sound. And I think that this is probably maybe a, his first, whether intentional or not, attempt at like creating that humming, that that channeling that would be at some point like used by the liquid swords. But for him, he just wants to make his, he wants to drown out the sound around him by creating his own noise. That rules. Yeah, yeah, um, So I think that's, it's just he, it's like just a, uh, what is it, Gregorian chant? Just a yeah. one-person Gregorian chant where he's just like, all right, John, you got this. And I think maybe in that, he's finding like the ebbs and the flows of like when the waves are crashing and like he ramps up his volume a little bit when the crashes happen mm -hmm. and, he, and when they get die down he's like gets moments of peace and he's just trying to get control over like what is getting in and the stimuli getting in and out of his brain Jonnet finds a rhythm he finds a rhythm in the crashing of the waves and the water around him. He knows when it is going to get dangerous and he knows where he needs to be strong. And he uses the rhythm of his heart to counter that. 
Slowly, the beat gets more complex, building upon itself. The sound of crashing waves meshing with the sound of Jonnet's own chanting. And in this state of flow, Jonnet begins to build the ceremony. He rearranges the candles. Yes. And I, yeah, I think in that moment, like he is half lids like his he's not it's like a very soft focus but his body knows what to do so he reaches for the candles and each each individual candle he grabs and he does like a like a Roy Mustang snap and yeah. arc and like lights the candle puts it here boom 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 uh and then uh he grabs the the hourglass there's maybe a circle in the silk that is very intricately sewn in and at the time, it was in the back. Uh, it was like crumpled up in the side. He didn't necessarily know an orientation. But he stands up. He grabs the cloth. He f- sort of like flicks it down. He puts it down. And the circle is dead center in front of him. And he takes the hourglass and he puts it in the center. And then he sort of like re-ups on his ebb and flow meditation. Yeah. The rhythm is building on itself. Uh, And your body is sort of moving on its own, arranging the place the way it needs to be arranged. Like, as your body moves with the rhythm, everything starts to feel more and more correct. Your anxiety starts to wane somewhat. And you very naturally lift up and move your headband out of the way. And your eye snaps open. Mm. And suddenly, you're not where you were at the top of this Ferris wheel, surrounded by the accoutrement of your uh, ceremony, you are in front of this hourglass, this massive hourglass, larger than you. And you can see the inky darkness of the oil below flow up in a voided dot that connects uh, where the hourglass at the top meets the bottom. And you can see the sky blue mesh momentarily with the inky blackness. And in that, you see a bird's eye view of the city and the oceans surrounding it and the land bordering that ocean. And you can see dark waters that are flowing in and out of a bright blue sea. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can see these tendrils stretching ever further. And the anxiety that you felt before that was overwhelming you is kind of at a low buzz in the background. I think your triumph is that your eye is open for this. It Mm -hmm. is showing you the path. You are seeing how this ceremony connects to you and the rest of the universe around you. Although Jonnet doesn't know it at this time, the arrangement of candles that he set up on this ceremonial blanket aligns perfectly with the stars above him. He 
has no appreciation of it, but the study of star watching that he did earlier is playing into how this ceremony is working with him. Oh, you better shut up. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. <laughs> but your threats. Are My threats. You, you know exactly how close the Mariner's forces are. Oh, they yeah. are much closer than you would be comfortable with. And you can see the futures playing out around you of the Mariner's forces breaking through and finding their way into Bujanith. You hear the sound of the sea, its fury and its crashing waves moving against this peaceful and delicate blanket of water that surrounds this city. And you know you have to ha- somehow strengthen that protection, I- expand that border, and keep the mariner out. You can observe this, but you don't know what needs to happen next. And we'll return to you in a little bit. It's James, your game master. Welcome to the campaign canned mid-roll. Uh, I'm going to be traveling for the next couple of weeks, so I'm not going to have time to do careful bespoke mid-rolls. So you're going to be hearing these exact phrases repeated several times over the next couple weeks. Hopefully it doesn't get too annoying. Heroes, the holidays are coming up, and my new book happens to be available right now. If you know someone that you love in your life who loves RPGs and actual play shows like what we've got here on One Shot, Critical Role, The Adventure Zone, or any of the hundreds of other wonderful programs out there, and they'd like their games to function more like those shows, then the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide is probably a good gift for them. In it, I try to break down my process to approaching RPGs, which has been informed by years of doing actual plays professionally. It also includes tons of tools and exercises to make that process easier. You can find an online or brick-and-mortar retailer by heading to bit.ly slash rpggameplay. Or if you already have a book, you can leave a review on Amazon by going to bit.ly slash ultimategameplay. If you buy my book for a friend, you're also kind of buying a gift for me. Because I get royalties, baby! Before we get back to the show, I'd like to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Jess Vetter, thank you so much. Lee Spee, thank you very much. Ryan Chilton, thank you so much. Daniel Spencer, thank you very much. Nicole Green, thank you so much, Nicole. Max Hazelin? Thank you so much. Uh, Sorry for the question mark there, Max. There are a lot of pronunciation symbols that I don't recognize in your name, but I think your email address managed to help me out. Let me know if I need to say that again. Ben Lee. Thank you so much. Thanks again to all of our supporters on Patreon. We would not be able to make this show without you. One quick note before we return to the show. Unlike in previous years, One Shot and Campaign are going to be taking vacations on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Normally, One Shot doesn't skip a day, and I've been pretty much keeping that up with Campaign. This year, I'm trying to treat myself a little bit more reasonably. And frankly, there are also other people involved with the production of this program that I don't want to put out by making them work holidays. So prepare for those skip weeks. And now with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky.
turn to Gable. Whom has won the free-for-all? That is an interesting question, Gable. And for that, I want you to draw a luminary. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The tide. Ah. I mean, yeah, that works. And well, we've done the Tide, the tide Pod. The Tide Pod. I eat a Tide Pod. The I Tide. eat a Tide Pod. The Tide or the Waves. Cycles, shifting fortunes, and change. I guess uh, this, uh, let's see, uh, the nature of seasons dictates that there is a time for feast and a time for fast. Both joy and sorrow cannot last forever, and the tide carries that change. The tide can pull back the sea and reveal treasures or pull in the water to overwhelm the unaware. So, this card represents a change in fortunes. So I guess I have to ask Gable at the start of all this, did you feel lucky? Huh. No, I did not feel lucky at all. It seemed as if most things are turning out of my favor. Mm-hmm. So I think the tide represents that change for you, uh, which means the free-for-all itself is an extremely autumn-heavy victory, uh, which means there are going to be a lot of people fighting a long bracket before they get to you, Mm. which means your opponent is going to be tired. And also, you will have had the benefit of watching them fight several times before you have to face them. Oh, shoot. Yeah, this is... Okay. This Uh, is gauntlet style. Exactly. And you will also have an opportunity to witness Tiberius joust. You will have an opportunity to witness Ratu Ki joust and, of course, uh, Hildred. But you'll only be able to see them joust once. Mm -hmm. The opponent that you're ultimately going to face, I think, emerges very early on in this competition. Who is this, like upstart person that you're going this to This is the person we haven't met yet. We haven't met them. You're going to be able to invent them whole cloth. Like they are part of uh, the same season as you, uh, but they're in a different team of that season. Do you want me to make a serious person or a terrible person? You can make a terrible person yeah. or a serious, uh, but whatever you want, whatever your heart this is desires. hinder. Hinder. <laughs> God damn it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good. Good. Hinder buck cherry. <laughs> He's here. I've made him. Uh, oh, it's a he in oh. this place. Hinder was a teenage girl the last time I oh, encountered Hinder. No, 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 Hinder, no. Hinder, there's no way Hinder Buckcherry isn't a, a 40-year-old white man. <laughs> uh, or a, a very sad 20-something. <laughs> well, like a, like a Florida 20-something. Yeah, it's like, ooh, how'd you get so leathery? Yeah. Uh, uh, they are very stringy. They are extremely long, and that's how they've been able to be so successful for so long because they're long and there's not a whole lot of places to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, the hitbox, if, if it were a video game, is very small. Uh, Johnny, what kind of bird does Hinder fly? Oh, gosh. It's definitely like... Oh, it's a sandhill crane. Oh. Ooh. Is that the... I'm going to pull up a picture of that. The bird that's in the photo of like doing the razzle-dazzle with his little leggy out. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a great <laughs> photo of a, of a crane with this Ooh, little leggy up. Sandhill crane is uh, like both 
Ooh. Very pretty and very ugly. Uh, yes. I love this a lot. They have like kind of a boring camouflage stony complexion to most of their body, uh, but they do have this rad red patch uh, on the top of their head over their eyes, kind of like a red mask. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I, I like that. And he also is wearing a red mask mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. he's also as lanky and long as the crane. Just a real mess of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, like the the crane like it cuts an impressive figure in the sky. It's got like a very cool <laughs> wingspan and whatnot. But there are parts of it that just like it's unimpressive looking. Especially mm-hmm. like a lot of people are flying raptors. Uh, and those birds like present a lot more danger in the sky than this crane does, uh, but it's surprisingly agile. And like you said, Liz, this person mostly survives by being hard to hit and mm-hmm. hard to predict in how they fly and fight. Uh, Tyler, what weapon does Hinder use? Slingshot. Ooh, Very slingshot good. with like some is with like elemental. Bullets. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> so one of the rules of this competition that you did not unlock, but Tyler has stumbled upon, is <laughs> ranged weapons are not legal in this competition. Oh, okay. But. Uh, but a subtle difference in that is ranged weapons that are on ropes or chains are considered not ranged weapons. So like... Okay, so this is, it's a slingshot, Mm -hmm. Uh but it's got like one of those like an elastic sort of like Uh. band on it. So he slingshots it out and then he like yanks it back and and then like catches it. So it's not, it's not multiple like bullets. It's just the one bullet that he uses. Yeah, that absolutely rules. It's like a, a... uh, a a cup and ball. Yeah, a yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, there, thank you. I'm like, I cannot think of the term for paddle ball. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking rules. So I think Hinder's fighting style is really unique, where most opponents are looking to land big hits with lances or spears or something like that. Hinder is mostly trying to either disarm or dismount uh, opponents huh. um, by grabbing onto them or grabbing onto their weapons. So they have have this fighting style that is very evade, 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 uh, and then at the perfect opportune moment, slingshot out and grab their opponent, ripping them <laughs> from their bird, uh, which makes the fights very anticlimactic. Uh-huh. Um, Gable, you can see in the dueling rounds uh, the structure of generally how this competition works. There are vases set up at either side of the arena during the dueling rounds. And when a hit is scored, you can see colorful sand explode out of these vases as they shatter with each hit. Uh, This is kind of like fencing where they can detect hits. Exactly. Mm, I'm learning. Uh, you don't have much knowledge of arcane magic, so you wouldn't understand exactly how it's working. But yeah, it, it seems like they can understand uh, when a hit takes place and how severe that hit is. Don't tell me what I understand. Mm, I guess that's true. Explaining. You, uh, you understand nothing because you're a big dum dum. Thank but you. You're yes, very that's hot. What, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, like like you 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 see uh, that 
most of uh, the excitement that the, the crowd is getting is like when they see a big hit, they cheer. Hinder is an extremely unpopular competitor yeah. because their <laughs> fights are very anticlimactic. Uh, there's either just a lot of dodging with not many hits followed by a dismount or an almost immediate dismount, which makes the match very short. Mm-hmm. Um Despite this, like Hinder's fighting style, because it causes, uh, like, calls for so much dodging, uh, their bird is getting a workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, being an experienced person, uh, like, can spot that pretty easily. Yeah. I think. Is there anything else that you would like to make a check to to see if and understand? I would love to do something else. I would love it if I could have Wendell and Nodos there. Sure. Um, as the competition is going on. Gable is keeping an eye on the competition, but also talking to Wendell and Nodos because they need both an exit strategy and a way of preventing exit. Interesting. So we've got captains in the – just two friendly faces working in the arena. Yeah, cool. So uh, do you want them to be with you in the booth or like... Just peeking over the booth and me whispering to them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, we are... You You don't need to whisper. I mean, we're allowed to be here. Oh, but yes. I snuck in. <sighs> you didn't pay. You had a ticket. Spooky butlers escorted you in. I had to go to the bathroom, though. Okay, it's fun when you two... <laughs> and I lost my ticket. It's very fun when you two talk to each other. I would love to see that all day. But uh, can... I need... Nodos, can you help me? Anything. What is your command? Can you... In the championship round, which we all know that I will be in, the young bloods in the spring are they in the spring uh young blood i believe is in the winter court the winter court will be unattended i w- would like you to invite yourself to the winter court what would you have me do while i am there whatever you feel is appropriate he nods should i kill yes, kill soldiers them. yes kill <laughs> any that's where the young bloods are and like, wow, what a great opportunity to really show our revenge. Ah, I yes, see. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, great, Target great. the personal guard. Yes, except. It will be done. And Wendell? Yeah. Tell the crew. Tell the crew. To what? Prepare for exit. All right. Uh, we'll ready the ship. Should, should we uh, bring the, the captain to the ship or? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll handle, I'll get him, the captain, yes. But first, what I want you to do is talk to one orphan. The rest of the orphans will tell the others. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah, sure. They have a protocol that they're going to be enacting, and uh, you're going to tell them, yeah. Is there like a code phrase or? No, uh... just go. I'm not, it's not a very clever plan. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> No, we just, so, uh <laughs> Here's a question yes. uh, for me to you. Uh-huh. How are you going to be leaving this arena? Uh, probably not in a popular way, for sure. <laughs> like a, no, like a, on a bird or? Oh. Are um, you th- walking th- th- out? That's a great idea. 
I'll fly up. That's great. What a great. Uh, you're the smartest one out of all of us. Wow. Really? Uh, you yes. think so? Uh, super, super great. I, I thought this was going to be cool, a nice debrief, but you are making me so much more nervous than I actually was before. So if you guys could just go. What are you great. talking about? You just got uh, to take on that little pipsqueak up there. But, uh, there's other things I've worked and Maybe there's going to be a lot of cheating, and I'm very anxious about it because I don't have my. No, no, no. That guy looks like he listens to a lot of Evanescence. And, uh, 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 yes. Oh, great. Um, excellent. Um, uh, and uh, uh, that's it. I don't know. Um, <sighs> you you sound a lot like you sound a lot like Dref, actually. Uh, uh, just go. Uh, so they are dismissed mm-hmm. and patter off. Let's go over to Travis. Travis, you are in the broker's office. There is a model of the city that has been set up with exquisitely painted spooky miniatures of red feather forces around the city. And you can see that there are a lot of like little meeples that look like spooky birds and some little meeples that have been made uh, to look like little pirates and a group of blue meeples that the broker is like put like he'll put a meeple on the city look at it like move around to another position and then take it off and sigh i look down and see a small man in black and white walking into a strip club that isn't in the real city (laughs) he requests i say his name three times to bring him to the real world yeah, and there's a haunted pop song that pops up, but this time it's Venga Bus. I think it's time that Venga Bus is the haunted song now. <laughs> oh my god, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you're you're. What is Travis's feeling on like this person walking around and very finicky, like playing with soldiers on a map? Relax. I can't relax. It's all out of sorts. Perhaps if I have a drink, it'll take your mind off of it. <laughs> sure. Uh, the drinks are over there. This cart? Uh, 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 no, that's poisons. Oh. Yes. You you can tell because it's not labeled. <laughs> the, the poisons cart, that's where the drinks are. Is this a trick or... Why would I be killing you? <laughs> I don't know. Why do you do anything you do? I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess because it's important to me. To kill me? Are, are we talking in a hypothetical where I would want to kill you? You tell me. I guess to demonstrate my power and authority? There you go. That's exactly why you would do it. Now I trust you. <laughs> Probably a bad move. <laughs> <sighs> we need to reduce their numbers by 30%. That's higher than what I would normally do, but I am very upset. Argus speaks the right language, but I I, I need to send him a message that lets him know that we're still going to talk. Well, I think a strong show of force will get the point across. I just don't know if it should happen all at once or slowly. Well, there's there's nothing strong about, you know, kind of strolling around, killing boys. 
Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, if uh, one unit goes dark somewhere and then another unit goes dark somewhere else, uh, it, it trickles in slowly. They're putting two and two together. These aren't just bandits. This is a coordinated effort. Maybe, maybe we target here and here and then we hit everyone over here. I have a question. You know how every time you send us a message, you also kill a bird? Well, not every time. Well, if I want to, to, to voice conference, sure. What do you give those birds? Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a spell. It's a ritual. Uh, they they break open uh, the, this vapor. It, it overwhelms they, and creates a connection between my soul and theirs. And I, I sort of burn through it. Does it work on things bigger than birds? Uh, theoretically, it, it could. Um, but the participant would need to be willing. Hmm. Well, I actually, I don't know how much will the ravens possess, though. Yeah, they don't really know that they're about to be, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Drugged and murdered. No, they're good. They're good ravens. I think they need to break it, and I would need the blood of whomever I was going to do it to. Mm, that's tricky. So it's not a. It can't be a Dark Knight Rises. Or no, what's the first one? With the Scarecrow? I think that Batman was just begins. Batman, Batman Begins. begins. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can't be a Batman Begins then, where we just. You know, kind of put a little haze over the whole city, and you just drop boys. Well, I, I, I'm willing to go with your instincts on this. You seem like you have a flair for the dramatic. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Travis says that like a fireball shoots out of his sleeve. <laughs> oh, okay. What, what, what's your play? What do you want us to do? Well, wait. I've got it. How many ravens do you have? We don't have to kill them, but we can if you want to. Uh, well, I, I'd prefer to preserve my stock, but thousands. We don't need a. We don't need a <laughs> I forgot the name of the bird, and I thought it was stork. St yeah, yeah. You thought it was a stock. <laughs> yeah, okay. There might be a bird called the stock. Probably. I don't know enough about birds to refute. How that. ironic that we chose to do a thing with birds, and we consistently have to look up birds. A thing extremely about birds. <laughs> I don't know why the broker is saying this. <laughs> so what if we take all of your ravens that you have, give them a vial of this, you know, mind control poison? Oh, no, it would it would kill all of them. No, no, no. Not give it to them to take. Give it to them to take to someone else to take. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. These ravens deliver the poison to as many boys as we would like to drop. Interesting. I will have to consult my sorcerers to, to see how possible that is. There's no way we could hit 30%, but that is a much more dramatic gesture to begin the parlay. Johnny, mm -hmm. I would like you to draw a luminary to see how possible this plan is and how it goes. <sighs> the Rusalka. Mm. 
Ooh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's gonna be a bad day. <laughs> the Rusalka. Temptation, desire, longing. The dark-eyed Rusalka is a river spirit that tempts the unwise into the waters of the river. Many have fallen under her spell and thrown themselves to the mercy of the water. It is not known whether the Rusalka truly desires lovers who throw themselves at her shores or if she just wishes to take their lives. The only thing we know is that those who seek her die. Mm. Oops. So this can be disastrous for PCs. (laughs) It immediately uh, entangles something they desire with looming danger. Uh, This can mean inserting new obstacles into their path, heightening the danger of what is already there, or changing the nature of the thing they seek to make it predatory. Mr. Broker. Yes? I believe if you're looking for something dramatic, we should strike after dark. Strike? You, you, you would have a strike around the same time the champion's joust was taking place? The very same. And I'd be willing to let you in on a little secret. What is that? Well, you have to agree first. <laughs> well, uh, 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 so, okay, we, we do it at the same time as the champion's joust. Uh, then it all kind of happens at once. Mm-hmm. While, while Tiberius is being watched in the joust, suddenly soldiers fall to their death and, and begin proclaiming my message of parlay to the Red Feathers. And... Before we begin our parlay, Tiberius Youngblood dies. Yes. <laughs> yes, I I can see this very much. And I get a secret. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Precious. He's such a little dweeb. Little dweebus. Such a fucking devious dweeb. Scotty We once again return to the long line of prospective sky pirates in front of the ship Uhuru. Uh, Someone saunters off of the line, throws down uh, several shot glasses and fills them up by pouring some tequila across the top of them and then does all four shots uh, immediately and slumps down onto the stool. What's up, nerds? Oh, wow. Uh, Hi... Yeah, hi. Um uh, that was that was Im- impressive, I guess. 
Are you? Yeah, uh, that's not the only impressive fucking thing that I can do. Okay, okay so let's get through the 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 fucking foreplay and let's get me on your oh. ship. Oh, All right. Nasty. Wow. Uh, wh- hey, wh- I gotta I gotta ask. Um, you know, a lot of times there's there's a time for for drinking and there's a time for focusing up. Okay. Uh, do you need to do those shots in order to psych yourself up for this meeting? Uh, no, I mean, that was just to sort of demonstrate, that was like kind of a demonstration of value. And a lack mm. of uh, manners, lack of oh, sharing. No. That I do. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. What is- I'm sorry, your friend seems upset. What's seems the- upset No, it's, it's no mystery why I'm mad. Oh, oh dear. I feel like, I feel like, uh, 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 I'm not, I'm getting short shrift here, okay? I put myself out there. I'm, I first of all, I was demonstrating value in a professional context. No. I, okay, I, I wouldn't drink off the job. Could you please okay? just take off your enormous furry hat, please, so we can just see your face? <laughs> he takes off the furry hat, and it's about the same size sitting next to him on the ground uh, while he's on the stool as it like as it would be on his head. I mean, it did draw attention. I will give you that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, name's Reth Jacinto. No! Reth. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, wasn't I, sure, okay. but yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to Well, speak. you know, people are paying for a lot, of, a lot of money for me to be here, so I'm here. Here's okay? the thing. Here's the thing. We've already done this once, and me being Gable, I don't know what this is. I'm just talking theoretically. We've done uh-huh. this once, and I was promised that it would stay in the confines of this reality, and yet it did not. Am I to assume that uh, I, th- these promises will continue to not be kept? Uh, first of all, I didn't make you a single promise, okay? Trash. I never made you a promise. Garbage. Yeah, I am trash garbage, but I'm here. People wanted me to be here, uh, so who, I'm here. Who, na- who named that person that wanted you to be here? Who gave you a ticket? Who told you about this interview? Who s- paid for your transportation to get here? Who has done and this And what's to their us? social security number? Yes. I mean, if I paid attention to who my superiors were, I wouldn't be where I am today, okay? I don't take... Uh, I, you know, I don't let anyone tell me what to do. Okay, I came here because I wanted to be here. And no one I else I want to be on your your big dumb ship or whatever. What is the name of this ship? Uh, the, 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 the that last were, part was maybe close, but that first you were one closer had than to do I with. wanted you. To it, be. It, it was yeah. sure. it was closer. <laughs> it was close enough that I know that you know it, and you're just being rude. I was close. That sh- that should be all I need. I mean, look at who's interviewing me. We 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 got uh, a kid, uh, uh, some sort you think of '90s heartthrob, oh. and uh, some sort of person with a '90s heartthrob haircut who's much taller. Listen, I mm. I'm fine hiring you because I know people will be mad if we don't. But I needed to tell me, if you go back there, is there going to be a bald man? Is there going to be a man wearing a kimono? <laughs> is there going to be a man who is also a pig man? Is there going to be a small man who is companions with that pig man? We, if we're going to... We cut the pig man. We cut the pig man. Oh, we did? Uh, here's the thing. I don't think you cut the pig man. No, oh, I the I was thinking of the original pig man. Oh, no, it's the spin-off Oh, yeah, pig yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You cut that original pig man for sure. <laughs> There's a second, much more popular pig man. I just need to know, 
whether or not me, Gable, needs to know more about specific other properties to be able to continue to do this show. The answer is yes. Here's the thing. I, Travis, essentially don't know what we're talking about. Fair. Except for the name of the man. Well, that's fine. What do you want? I want to be on the ship. I want to be on the ship. I'm bored. I've been off screen. Uh, Okay, fine. We were never on screen. This is audio. What the if? last thing I did was the Bin Bon Jubna special. Who? That huh? one that was on for like a minute. Who? They did the whole thing in one week. Hey, yeah. look, all right, sometimes you gotta go with the ebbs and flows of work, all right? Sometimes you're gonna be booking all the time, and then other times there's gonna be a dry spell. And you have to accept that that is all part of the process of being a ne'er-do-well that flies in the sky. Jacinto Reth does not do dry spells. Mm. I mean, do you like fanfic? I'm sure people are doing that. Look, I get it where I can find it, and I look everywhere. I do a lot of fanfic. A lot of fanfic. Ugh. So much fanfic. Stop. Hey, no need to brag. I don't... Kind of a big deal in fanfic circles. I don't know. I don't I'm know, like on you the guys. periphery, a lot of that Blue Zero stuff. Stop people it. Really Please don't. Uh-huh. No. Who, who do you think is, like, of all the, the people we know, the biggest in fanfic? The biggest in fanfic, uh, I, I mean, mean that's a that's a real toss up. Trist shows up in a kimono, lot of stuff. Yeah. Blue Blue Zero is a strong contingent. I watch every fanfic. Uh, what? So you if you, yeah, if uh, in the universe of your fanfic, if you've written a fanfic about uh, you know uh, space criminals or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, in every fanfic, I'm off screen watching it. That's oh, nasty. That's the nastiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> And when that it gets sucks. nasty, I'm there nodding because I want it nasty. Mm. I got. We do need that, though. I feel like we do. We, do I, we need the nasty boy energy? You need a little nasty. I the NBE, just like the understood observer. Looking at this guy right here, I can tell this guy gets nasty. Uh, I don't know who you're. Well, who are you pointing at? And you, I don't. You're want just waving your finger I'm just around, gesturing blindly. vaguely. Yeah. Look, I I was actually going to say that maybe you could stick around if like you were in the lowest compartment of the ship, like in storage. But I don't know. I don't know. The, this you're giving me weird vibes, buddy. I don't know. I, it just makes me sad. Two legacy characters feel like that feels like the limit. It's a lot. To me. So adding a third is kind of like, okay, well, we've got to draw the line somewhere. Okay, okay, okay. If you don't want me on the ship. Which we don't. How about this? I see that you've already had a couple fanfics. What if I'm just in there, in every fanfic, kind of in the background, watching, waiting for things to get nasty? I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it sounds I'm like you're going to do that well. regardless. We okay. could even, we could give you a little lifeboat. That you could scoot around Just in. row away. <laughs> Just like kind of a little scooty lifeboat. Yeah. Off to myself. Yeah. Could I get a spyglass so I could watch everyone get nasty? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's like at yeah. the end of Muppet Treasure Island where Tim Curry goes to row himself away with all the treasure. And then he dies, ostensibly. That movie made me really sad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it was still the best telling of Treasure Island, like. Period. I know. 
Fine. All right, I get to watch everybody get nasty. Ugh. But if we get nasty, only if we get nasty. There is no guarantee that we're going to get nasty. you haven't been in any of the nasty ones. You're not going to be in any of the nasty ones because I'm explicitly asking everyone while this character is at this age that they not put him in any of the nasty ones, but everyone else is getting nasty. Ugh. Fine. Uh, it, that's a wild, probably true thing to hear. I guess, well, I mean, if I'm not in it, then I'm fine with it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan's having a great time. The rest of us, not so much. Jonathan, that's the nastiest thing you've ever said. Yeah. Ugh. You guys get nasty. Stop All it. All right. That's great. That's great. I'm probably going to go fuck that old timey prospector. Stop it. I'll see you. He'd like that. Goodbye yeah, forever. He really would. <laughs> Scratch that itch, buddy. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at LizAnderson underscore 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 or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who could be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E, P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends near to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky